Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Are you a lifelong fan of General Hospital? Are you a new fan who wants to know more about the history of the show? Do you enjoy talking about the show with others? Do you find yourself yelling at the TV? Is your self-care an hour a day in Port Charles? If so, we invite you to join hosts Amanda Kimmel and Shannon Coach at the place where all the hidden conversations take place and secrets are revealed. Meet us at Pier 54, a General Hospital fan podcast. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the Port Charles 411. Today we are starting part one of Ryan Chamberlain. The crazy just gets crazier. It's so good. It's At first I was like, why are we doing this? And then I watched some of the videos and I'm like, Oh, wow. Because what I've known of Ryan has just been like the 2000s. Right. Like whenever he came back in when the first time that he came back that we thought he was dead. Right. But his first appearance was June 20th, 1992, Mm -hmm, which mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so this is being released on the 23rd. So this week marks 30 years. Right. Of Ryan Chamberlain. And we're going to tell you the story as best we can, because unfortunately, General Hospital fandom has literally 10 sentences, like two for each time period that he was even on the show. And I mean, he did way more than two sentences. Yes. Their, their like beginning snippet says Ryan and his twin brother, Kevin were born to Victor Collins and Melanie, Melanie Chamberlain. Their mother, Melanie was abusive to Ryan and one night she abused Kevin thinking he was Ryan. Kevin told their father about this, who took Kevin with him and left Ryan behind. So if we want to know why Ryan's crazy and Kevin's Has some not, issues. it may have to do something. And that's also then why they have different last names yeah. is because one was raised by the dad and one was raised by the mom. But if only the parent trapped. Well, then they would no, we wouldn't want them to. Up. Yeah, we wouldn't have wanted them to both reverse parent trapped. I just get dad a step get I, get them a stepmom. I was just gonna say get dad I, a mom or I, a, a woman to marry. Yeah, I I don't know if you had twins and you heard that your spouse was abusing one of them, and we'll get into like the type of abuse as we read through all of this. But in any form, the word abuse, would you really be like, hey, abused kid, you stay with that parent, but I'm going to take this one right. and run. No. Don't understand why that was dad's thought process. Gave us a really good storyline. That's all we need to know about from there. Yes. Okay, so I'm going to give the disclaimer now. This is all about Ryan, but... All About Ryan is also Felicia because that's what his obsession is. Right. So I try... Not sure if you've picked up on that. Yeah. <laughs> In case you didn't get it from this week watching watching the show. All About Felicia. So I tried to stay away from how Felicia and Mac were building a relationship during this because that would be a different storyline. And I tried to keep it just about Ryan. But if you didn't include some of the stuff that was going on with Felicia... 
without Ryan, you didn't understand why Ryan had the reactions that he right. had. And sometimes the stories, I mean, and Mac is a part of their story. Exactly. So that's like, just so that you know where I was coming from. Cause some of them I read and I was like, it's too long. Like some of the daily recaps I read and I was like, it's too long. But if I take this out, you're going to mm-hmm. be like, why was Ryan doing that? That doesn't make any I, sense. And the videos that I watched, I only watched Ryan Chamberlain, 1992, and it was only nine videos. Yeah. And it ended on a really good spot that then Ryan and Felicia did not pick up on. So I'm like, what happened? Right. So first, I'm tell gonna, me. I will tell you first. We're using the General Hospital scrapbook because that had a better like backstory of how we got Ryan. So, okay. It says, a trouble- can I make one comment real quick though about Mac? Sure. This is when he still had the bad accent. Okay. <laughs> okay. So if you go watch the videos and you see Mac, Poor we Mac. talked about it. We talked about it in our 411 about Mac. At one point he had an Australian accent that was really bad and it just kind of faded away. Thankfully. Thankfully. Yes. Okay, so a troubled Felicia Jones returned to Port Charles from Texas with her daughter, Maxie, that just arrived at Bobby's Brownstone when someone shoved a cloth in Felicia's face. Bobby and Tony found Maxie unharmed and Felicia unconscious. When she came to, Felicia had amnesia. All she knew was that Maxie was her baby. Oh. So Max Scorpio hired the perky amnesia. I can't say that word. Amnesia, but amnesia. Thank you. I like know how to, in my head I can say it, but when I go to say it, it comes out wrong. So thank you, Shannon, for being able to speak. You're welcome. Anyway, hired (laughs) her as a bartender at the Outback and his customers really flipped for the Felicia flip, which we need to add. No, it's the Felicia firecracker. This is Felicia flip. Okay. Well, later on, on 4th of July, she talks about the Felicia firecracker because I wrote it down because I was trying to figure out the Felicia flip. So we have two drinks for Felicia. Um, her own delectable concoction. Does this have the ingredients? It does not. I'm sorry. But Felicia herself was flipping out with nightmares of running from a man across a rocky terrain and of a man stabbing a woman with an ice pick. Felicia was also being stalked. Dun, dun, dun. Oh. Dr. Brian Chamberlain had come to Port Charles from Texas, where, under the name of Todd Wilson, had fallen for Felicia. Ryan had caused Felicia's amnesia because she had seen him kill a woman. As long as Felicia had amnesia, he was safe, and so was she. Ryan wanted to keep Felicia safe because he loved her. Aww. Mm-hmm. That's so protective. Uh-huh. So sweet. It's just like Faison and Anna. Um, so Ryan was a pediatrician mm-hmm. and he charmed everyone in Port Charles. He took care of Maxie. He saved Robin's life when she was choking. And then Robin's uncle Mac was grateful, but he didn't like Ryan who was dating Felicia and he got jealous. So Mac got his detective license to investigate. This is why Mac's a detective. This is why Mac's a detective. So, it's because of Ryan Chamberlain. Yes. So, so again, like I know it's more about Mac than Ryan, but I, as I was no. reading it, I was like, what? So Mac got his detective license and began infe- investigating what had happened to Felicia, who was being treated. Like how we just learned that Frisco be- being, became a cop because yes. of Josh. Exactly. Isn't it neat how it all like comes together? <laughs> um, Felicia was being treated by psychiatrist Tom Hardy and Ryan resented Mac when he heard Mac planning to fly to Texas. Ryan tampered with Mac's plane. He didn't know that Felicia had decided to leave town with Mac. And I'll leave that like kind of right there for a minute because our day by day breakdown gives a little bit like that moved us along quicker. Who do you think would win in a fight? Faison or Ryan? Faison. I really don't know. I think but it would we be. really need to bring back celebrity deathmatch. I think I think the it soap would edition. Be. Yes. That would be good. <laughs> yes. Celebrity. Oh, why don't we have that? <laughs> my so, son's really into claymation. Maybe I could get him to make one. Oh, my God. <laughs> I feel bad for your son, but yes. So what was the date that... June 20th is what General okay. Hospital fandom says, but... So I don't know if... I don't know if they showed him, like flying in or they did something that that was what they were considering the first appearance but according to um curly cute girls website that we use all the time hers has on june 26th robin and felicia take bj and maxi to the park and she's being followed by a mysterious man and that mysterious man we would later figure out is ryan and like this will be the story of why but 
some of the videos showed the hand over the collage okay. of Felicia. So, so I'm wondering if they're going off of the but, first, the first time we saw Ryan's hand as but, opposed to, well, no, because this playlist does say June 26, 1992. And that's the first video. Okay. But then June 30th, 1992 is the one that says Ryan's debut. So maybe the one I'm thinking of is the 26th. So we're going to go with maybe fandom's wrong. It could and be. that the actual date is the 26th because that seems the more most consistent across the video. Right. And Curly Q. Exactly. Okay. Um, and then uh, on the third. Did you watch that though? I didn't watch that. So like they were, they were just playing. Was it one of the well, things like they do and, now where like. Well, it was similar to like Austin. Like, behind. Yeah. you know, and she's like, oh, thank you. And, but then at some point we saw a hand moving over all the pictures, like putting together like the shrine of Felicia. Mm -hmm. And there was a noticeable ring. Okay. Was the the focal point. And I'll, you keep talking and I'll point out when that comes back. Okay. So then a few days later, Simone introduces the new GH pediatrician, Dr. Ryan Chamberlain to Tom and Tony. And Tony, of course, offers Ryan an apartment at the Brownstone because... Why wouldn't you? Did you think the brownstone was one townhouse? Yes. It's an apartment building that Tony and Bobby own. And Tom Hardy was talking about, yeah, we all live together. Yes. But they all have their own apartments. Apartments. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Why? Okay. Why isn't someone running it? I I don't know. Because they do talk about it like it's still around. Right. But then no one's living there long term. But everyone lived there back in the day. So then Felicia meets Ryan that day. Okay, well, that's where the ring comes in because they shake hands oh, and, and it shows the ring. Oh, and she's okay. like, you're that man in the park. And he's like, I, he's like, oh, you recognize me. You know, I recognized you, but didn't yeah. want to be, he didn't want to be creepy. I don't want to be creepy <laughs> and uh, have you think that I know who you are. So then beginning of July, Felicia brings Maxie to Ryan to treat her earache. And Ryan learns Felicia has amnesia. Which I feel like he already did know since he was most likely the person that put the thing over her face. But I guess they weren't there yet. Mm-hmm. And then Ryan drops off a gift for Maxie and Mac meets Ryan. Do you know what they kept talking? They shortened Maxie's name to Max. Yeah, which is All so the time weird. in the in the videos. And I don't know when it was mentioned. But at some point, Felicia mentioned that Scott was arrested in Texas and it made the papers in Port Charles. It's the arrest that we just talked about from the deception yes. storyline. I love yes. all these things. Are, I know. It is It is hard to read all of them and not be like, oh, I there, I think there might be one or two like in parentheses as I broke this down. But I'm like, hey, we were just oh, talking yeah. about this kind of thing. So then towards the end of July, Felicia is still perplexed about why the ice pick triggers something in her. Mac thinks Felicia should see Tom again. And Ryan asks Mac where things stand between him and Felicia. Tom hypothesis, hypothesizes. No, I can't read. Tom hypnotizes. I'm just trying to say the no, wrong word. It, do, it doesn't say hypnotize though. So uh, you're but, not. Uh, but it should. It should. Yes. But, but it I doesn't. So you're trying to pronounce a word that is not that, a and that's, thing. My brain's like, you're. <laughs> You know what word goes in there, but that's not the word they have in there. Yes. So, okay. I'm Tom, on board with you. Thank you. Tom hypnotizes Felicia, and Felicia comes up with the word broken top during the session. Mac wants to look into broken top, and Ryan fishes around Tom on information of Felicia's progress. And then I was trying to figure out how they got this information, because I'm like, there was no internet. I mean, I understand that you were able to get info. Oh, man. But Mac came back like real quick and said broken top is a place in texas near your grandmother's the hacienda mm-hmm. and it was just it was how quickly he came back with that information i'm like you're in port charles new york yeah how did you know to look there uh-huh but he found it and it. and it, it was a bluff in texas like you said by her grandma's hacienda so Mac wants to go to Texas and poke around, but Ryan, as we said, is totally in love with Felicia. So he's asking her out and stuff. So Ryan picks up Felicia for their day at the zoo. Ryan and Felicia have lunch and she tells him about her memory of Broken Top and how Mac wants to go to Texas. And then 
she was doing a garden outside. Did you watch that one? Mm-hmm. She was making a garden outside of the brownstone, and he shows up with all these beds of or all those oh, all these containers yeah. of flowers, and it's like here, I thought all the flats. Yes, and she's oh. like, "Oh, Ryan, thank you. This is so nice." And and isn't baby, it weird to watch them? Right? Though she's like, "Oh, Ryan, you're great," and I'm like. Ew. No. Yes. Yes. Maxie was there and she's like, look at the pretty flowers that yep. Ryan brought us, Maxie. Yep. And it's so weird. So then on July 31st, Mac is back in Port Charles after his trip to Texas and he shows Felicia photos of broken top, hoping that it will jog her memory. She does think that it looks familiar. Ryan thinks Mac is grasping at straws with the photos and Mac thinks it's important for Felicia to know about her past. Did you watch where she was talking it was back a little bit when she was telling Ryan about Broken Top and he had like a memory flashback and he was wearing like a cowboy hat and had like long hair and, and boots and boots. And was talking boots. about that if you fall off the thing, if you fall off the bluff, the fire ants will eat you alive or something like that. And she's like, but you're scaring me. I'm like, what the heck is happening right now? <laughs> Don't do you, fall off the bluff. And do you know how Matt got to Texas? How did Matt get to He Texas? flew. Why does Mac oh. not fly anymore? Yes. Yep. He did. He we did. We need to fly. go back and listen to our own 411 about Mac. I don't know why he doesn't fly anymore, but he did indeed. Because he did go fly to get Frisco that one time also when Maxie mm-hmm. was having her heart. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. He can. He can fly. He's got a license. <laughs> so then Felicia sees Tom about her latest round of nightmares. And this time she sees a woman's dead body in her. her hypnosis session and felicia tells mac about seeing this woman in her session and then felicia asks matt mac not matt (laughs) felicia asks mac if he has a problem with her dating ryan and ryan learns what felicia has been remembering about her past and he spikes felicia's drink at the pier but she doesn't ever drink it so he's trying to drug her but it doesn't work because she didn't drink it but that that reminds me of the Spiking the drink for the Frisco Felicia. Yes. Like everybody's just carrying around drugs to spike drinks. They go on theme. And it's fine, I guess, is how how they get that. Um, And then Ryan and Dr. Bonarski, which I don't know who that was, have drinks. And Felicia has another nightmare. And Felicia tells Mac about her latest nightmare. And then she tells Ryan about it and how she thinks it may be the key to unlocking her past. And then they go on a date in New York City, and there he does get to spike her drink at the restaurant. So again, just, you know, carrying around these drink spiky things, drugs, that would be what I thought. Drugs. Drugs. I think it's drink, just drugs. Drink spiky things is way more fun to say, though. So this was one was like a longer synopsis of it. So Mac talks with Mariah, and she may have information about the man Felicia dated back in Texas. Mac wants Felicia to go with him to Texas to investigate, but Felicia says she's not having any nightmares right now, so she doesn't want to go back and stir up anything. And Robin tells Felicia that she thinks Mac is jealous of Ryan, and Felicia tells Ryan about Mac's plan to go to Texas. He tells her that he doesn't care if she ever gets her memory back. Like, that's some sweet romantic thing to say. And Felicia tells Mac that she's not going to Texas, so Ryan gets the location of Mac's plane that he oh, rented to fly to Texas. Yep. And he tampers with Mac's plane. And then Felicia changes her mind and decides to go to Texas. And Ryan learns that he changed, that Felicia changed her mind after he had already tampered with the plane, which is where the book like rushed us to right away and then ryan arrives at the airport but max plane's already taken off he finds out where mac will make his first fuel stop he the plane begins to lose altitude 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 <laughs> max plane they're, begins they're curiously strong but i don't think they're strong enough to hold the plane up <laughs> Max's plane began to lose altitude and is forced to make an emergency landing in a field. He investigates and thinks the plane has been tampered with. Him and Felicia are stranded and take shelter in a horse barn. And Ryan learns that the plan that the plane went down. So I did not get into the Mac and Felicia stuff, but apparently there was some steaminess happening in this barn. Okay, of making their their relationship some more complicated there, but I. I didn't want to get lost in that because, you know. At one point, he had like a little scruffiness on him, too. And it was kind of working. 
Are you saying I hate Mac facial hair? Hot? Huh? Mac? Yeah. You don't think Mac's hot? I don't really? know. I don't know. See, I hate facial hair, which is ironic because my husband has it. Yes. He is the first guy that I've actually liked it on. Okay. But like when I saw Mac with his little scruff, I was like, oh, okay. I don't think he's unattractive. And especially in his younger days, he has a nice body, but I don't. Did you don't not know. love the end of the opening credits when he just like his eyes went up and he had like that little smile and that's how they ended the opening credits in the nineties? You didn't love that? I don't think I gave it that much. Oh thought, my goodness. Okay. Oh. So then Mac finds a way to get him and Felicia to Texas. They arrive at the Hacienda and Felicia does remember Mariah, her grandma, which Yay. is very important. Um, but nothing but Mariah is familiar to Felicia at the Hacienda. Shoot. Mac wants to take Felicia to Broken Top and then Ryan goes to Texas. Felicia has memory of the back of a blonde haired man and another nightmare. And then Ryan covers his tracks on Broken Top. So then Mac wants Felicia to go back to Broken Top and they suspect that someone else has been there. Mac gets information about an address where a woman was stabbed the night before Felicia arrived in Texas. Mac and Felicia talk with the tenants and then they return after dark to the address. And Felicia has memory of the woman being stabbed with an ice pick. Felicia recounts her memory to Mac and she remembers that the man from her memory has a ring on his hand. Mac wants to go back to the office where the murder in Felicia's dreams took place. And Ryan questions Tom about Felicia's memory loss. I think we also didn't have HIPAA then yet. <laughs> no, because remember we did that? Like where we looked up? Yes. Like when did it? Because it didn't apply at one point. Right. Mac and Felicia get the name of a man, Mark Rivers, that used to work at the office where the murder took place. Mark does not recognize Felicia, but he does remember a blonde researcher. Mac and Felicia search for anyone that might recognize the blonde haired man from Felicia's nightmares. They find a bartender that recognizes Felicia. He names the man as Todd Wilson, and he rented an apartment above a bar. Mac and Felicia search the apartment and get a clue. Mac and Felicia, they find the brownstone address in Todd's apartment. Oh, creepy. <laughs> Felicia and Mac are back from Texas, and this is mid-September. Mac tells Tom and Tony what he and Felicia found in Texas. Why didn't they call? I'm sorry. If you find... right. That's your a little creepy. Like your friend's address in a, a an abandoned apartment mm -hmm. of a suspected murderer. Mm -hmm. I think that warrants a call. Mm -hmm. And then Felicia tells Ryan about finding the brownstone address in Todd's apartment. Ryan saves Robin from choking on the pier and Robin is checked out at GH. September 11th. Go ahead. Felicia you. and Ryan share a kiss. Oh, and then a few days later, Mac tells Felicia that he may have found a blonde man from Felicia's nightmares. And Mac shows her a photo, but she does not recognize him. On the 17th, Felicia and Robin... Oh, I know. This was hard to watch. Was BJ was all in this. Yes. Felicia and Robin keep BJ busy at the Scorpios. Ryan hears about the standoff and shows up. Ryan keeps the kids entertained. And Holly and Felicia talk about her new relationship with Ryan. Holly and Felicia learned that Tony has been injured. That was so weird to see because not only was he like entertaining the kids, he like brought them lunch. And yeah. Stuff and he was everyone taking care of them. Yes. And everyone's like, Oh, you know, what do we have? And Felicia's like, Oh, Dr. Chamberlain brought us food yep. here. But oh, it was just so gross. Yep. And then on the 21st, Ryan brings Felicia and oh, the kids breakfast. breakfast. Sorry. And Mac returns relieved to find Robin and Felicia. Mac tells Felicia that he is having Todd's apartment in Texas dusted for fingerprints a month later. And uh -huh. <laughs> Mac hands over the fingerprints from Todd's apartment that he, that his contacts go over with Sean. Sean. I love Sean. Felicia then tells Ryan about the fingerprints analysis and Ryan tries to persuade her that all the investigation into her past is not necessary. Mac tells Felicia that no fingerprints found in the apartment are of anyone that committed a crime. I would like to correct that to haven't been caught. Right. Exactly. Committing a crime. But the search is on for who exactly is Todd and the search will continue. And again, <laughs> Ryan spikes Felicia's drink. And then in October, the deception spot construction <laughs> right? started. I was like, ah, okay. <laughs> and Robin tells Felicia that she doesn't remember that she doesn't think that Ryan is the guy for her. Felicia. And this is 
teenage, like yes. tween age. This yes. wasn't even teenage. She was like 12. This yes. was like tween Robin is telling Felicia, I don't think that's the right guy for you. And Felicia surprises Ryan with a picnic dinner at his apartment. He takes down all of the stalker pictures that, like that wall that I was talking about, mm-hmm. but one fell behind the, his desk and it was uh, Felicia. And then on October 6th was BJ's sixth birthday party at the Brownstone. And Ryan does some magic tricks for the kids at the party. And the next week, Felicia has a session with Tom. And this time, Felicia sees the face of the woman who was stabbed. It is so weird to read all these great interactions. Like, same thing with the birthday party. Like, oh, here he is. He's being a magician. He's a pediatrician. I mean, these people overly trusted him with kids because... Mm -hmm. Yep, yep, yep. So then October 15th, Sean calls Mac with the news that the WSB has a hit on the fingerprints from the apartment in Texas. He'll have the information when he gets back. And Felicia is preoccupied as she does not know where her and Mac tracking Todd will lead. Mad thing, Mac thinks that they are on the path to catch a murderer. And then Ryan asks Felicia to go to a mountain cabin in Bennettville for a few days. Where's that? I don't know. I had not heard of that before. Okay. So Sean calls Mac with word that they have put a name to the fingerprints and they're working on tracking the guy down. And Mac wants Felicia to sit down with a sketch artist to get a drawing of the woman she saw murdered. She works with the sketch artist and gets the drawing. And then Mac doesn't think it's a good idea for Felicia to go to, to leave Port Charles right now. He wants her to stay in Port Charles until Sean gets back, but she leaves for the cabin with Ryan anyway, because why would she listen to Matt? Do you know what one of the hardest things to watch was, too, is that Sean kept calling her princess. Yes. And she said to him, she's like, I don't know why you're calling me that, but it's not working, so can you stop? And he just, like, looked at her like... Like she basically stabbed him in the gut. Yeah. Because he's like, okay, uh, I'll try. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, so then Ryan and Felicia arrive at the cabin and she tells Ryan that she wants to find out about her past, even if it's bad. And Ryan disables the cell phone that he brought to the cabin. Probably not that difficult back then. Probably not. You just probably have to put down the antenna. But true. <laughs> but you think about it. And if someone said to you, we're going to go up to the cabin, it's okay. Leave your kid behind. I have a cell phone. Right. Especially back then you would be like, Oh my God, we're sure. Totally safe. You would leave the kid <laughs> home alone with the cell phone. Right. Exactly. And it would be okay. Would it, it, it was not okay. No. It's just how it happened back then. <laughs> exactly. So we used to babysit babies mm-hmm. for hours, six, seven hours at 12 years old yep. until like midnight. And Who thought that was a good right. idea? And the parents had no way of communicating except no. for the restaurant. They called, phone right? Or whatever. They had to call. Okay. Yep. Without caller ID, even. Right. Right. Wow. Whoever answered the phone without caller ID. <laughs> In our heads, we sounded like adults, but if someone really, yeah, yeah, no, Mm-mm. bad ideas all over the place. But it was. A, How did we survive? It was a better world back then. <sighs> you didn't have. As much bad we were stuff not happening. I'm not convinced about that. I just think we weren't as connected. So therefore, we did not find out about every little thing that happened in every little town across the country or the world. That could be in a too. second. Sometimes ignorance is bliss. Yes. So I'm I'm good with that. Um. Anyway, so at the cabin, Felicia gets nothing but static when she tries to call Maxie in Port Charles. Sean tells Max that the fingerprints from the apartment match a Cliff Downey, which an a- which is an alias. For Todd Wilson. Felicia fixes the phone, much to Ryan's disgust, so Ryan later hides it from her. Wouldn't that kind of tip you off because something's a little wrong? But yeah. okay. So then Felicia has another nightmare and Ryan drugs her tea. She can't stop thinking about her nightmare and she wants to take things slow with Ryan, but he has a surprise for her a wedding dress and ring. Felicia starts to remember things about her childhood, which I don't know what that was. Like, and again, how is that a trigger? I don't know. And I, I didn't want to go down that because then I felt like we were going to be on the Felicia train mm-hmm. instead of the Ryan train. On October 30th, Sean tells Mac that no one has recognized the sketch of the woman who was murdered in Texas. And Mac tries to call Felicia at the cabin, but gets no answer. Ryan tells Felicia that he loves her and that he wants to marry her. Things got hot and heavy between Ryan and Felicia. I'm going to say no. He got hot and heavy right. with her drugged. 
Yes. Correct. Okay. And Felicia has visions of Ryan from her nightmares. Oh, is this a flashback that we just saw happen? Because remember, she was trying to hit him. Yes. Away at the. Yeah, that's not her getting hot and heavy. Yes. Mm-mm. We have learned better in then the following week. We see that Mac can't get a hold of Felicia at the cabin. Felicia tries to cover with Ryan and pretend like everything is all right. Sean, oh, she must have realized, like, uh, something's going on with this guy. Mm-hmm. Sean tells Mac that the fingerprints are a dead end. Felicia searches for the phone, and she is trapped. Once Ryan is asleep, Felicia tries to sneak out. He catches her, and she tries to make an excuse. Mac finally gets through to the phone, through on the phone in the cabin, but Ryan answers. Ryan fishes around for what Mac has come up with on the case. Ryan tells Mac that he and Felicia are thinking of staying for a few more days, and Felicia is ready to hit the road and get back for Maxie's birthday, but the Jeep will not start as Ryan planned. Ryan tells Felicia that he can't get the Jeep running. And, like, that's not fishy to Mac that she's not going to come back for her kid's birthday. Right. Even if they At this were point, having... she was present. She, yes. So even if they were having... A wonderful time at the cabin. She would not miss her daughter's birthday. Right. So Ryan should have thought about that a little bit better. So Felicia wants to get a mechanic to fix the Jeep and Ryan puts it off. And then he drugs her again. He finally goes and leaves to get a mechanic and Felicia tears the place apart looking for the phone and Felicia passes out trying to flee the cabin. Felicia wakes up back at the cabin. Ryan lies to Felicia telling her that he saw a mechanic about the Jeep and that the part must be ordered. And Felicia bides her time. Mac tells Sean that he is worried as he has not heard from Felicia. And when Ryan goes to get wood, Felicia finds the keys to the Jeep and finds the phone also in the Jeep. Felicia calls Mac, but there's bad reception, but he can still tell that she's in trouble because that's Mac. (laughs) Mac checks with Bobby to see if Felicia has called her. And Felicia finds the box with the wedding dress that Ryan has stashed. Felicia sees Ryan drug her glass of wine. Oh, was that the first time that he she saw that she him? she knew it, yeah. Okay. Mac tries to call the cabin again, and Felicia almost slips up and mentions something that she remembered in Texas. Mac heads up to the cabin, and Felicia finds her bedroom door has been locked. She is now a prisoner. Felicia wakes up to a winter storm that is rolled in, and she and Ryan are snowed in. Mac learns that all the roads up north have been closed due to the storm. Felicia confronts Ryan about locking her, be- about locking her in the bedroom. And Mac winds up stranded at the country store. Which I wanted to know if that was the country store in Pawtuck. That was the first thought that I just had. So in our heads, it is. If it's not, just let us know. (laughs) Exactly. On November 12th, Brian wants to marry Felicia. He shows her the wedding dress and a scared Felicia puts it on. Mac gets his hands on a snowmobile. Yes. Felicia makes a break for it. And a deranged Ryan looks for Felicia in the woods and Felicia beats Ryan back to the cabin and locks the door. She takes off the wedding dress and throws it in the fire. Ryan busts through the door at the cabin. So, so far we have seen her run through a rainforest (laughs) and, or like a jungle and the snow. Good job, Felicia. Ryan, Felicia tells Ryan that she remembers everything and that they will never be together. Mac takes a tumble on the snowmobile Ryan and Felicia struggle with the fire poker and she knocks him out. This is this. This was the scene that we watched in the flashback. Okay. Ryan surprises Felicia and they struggle. She stabs him with a knife and Mac arrives at the cabin. Oh, why didn't I watch this? Mac settles down the frantic Felicia and Ryan is still alive, but in bad shape. Mac has to get Ryan to the hospital because he's still a nice guy and doesn't let someone just die. So he gets brought to GH. Tom examines Felicia, who is in a severe state of shock, and Ryan is taken into surgery. Sean arrives at GH to question Felicia. The funny stuff, the funny thing about talking about Felicia being present now is as the relationship between them is developing that we're not going to get into, part of the reason that she keeps putting the brakes on it is she's not sure that Mac is ready to be around Maxie in that fatherly capacity. But then how many years later, she's like, hey, you got it. You, you impressed me. Just take this one. And you know what? Here's another. Right. So I thought that was really funny. Then November 17th, Felicia tells Sean that she remembered everything and that Ryan tried to attack her. Tom stops the questioning as Felicia needs her rest. 
Mac tells Sean that Felicia knows Todd is Ryan. Tony and Bobby learn about Felicia and Ryan. Sean gets Mac's statement, and then Felicia recalls everything that happened at the cabin to Sean. Sean is worried about Ryan's dying and only being left with Felicia's statement and no witnesses. How messed up is that? Yeah. Couldn't they do it? Was tox- I would imagine toxicology was a thing, right? I would think so, but... I, I mean, know. couldn't she say, hey, every time I was around this guy, I kept passing out. Every other day, he I drink was something. drugging me. But Ryan made it through surgery, and then he was in critical condition. Felicia has nightmares about him. She thanks Mac. Sean has to take Felicia to the PCPD headquarters, and Ryan has a complication from his surgery. Oh, no, I hope he doesn't die. And then at the PCPD, Felicia gives her official statement to Sean. Sean brings in Scott as her attorney and then jessica is the new da i watched stuff with her I and don't one, like her mm-mm. and wants to sit in on felicia's questioning felicia gives her statement to garcia scott wants jessica thrown out of the interrogation room when she goes after felicia felicia's arrested bobby brings maxi to the pcpd to see felicia mm-hmm. and felicia is booked garcia and jesse question mac and then Sean tells Tiffany that Felicia has been arrested. Sean and Mac now have to work to prove that Ryan is Todd. Garcia and Jessica question Felicia further. Felicia's locked up with a bail set at $60,000. And then she gets out on bail. And Mac wants to go back to Texas because he needs a recent photo of Ryan. Like with a recent photo of Ryan. He's worried that Scott's personal history with Jessica could affect Felicia's case. And then Bobby throws Jessica out of Ryan's room and Ryan develops a bleeder and has to go back into surgery. I don't know what Scott's past with Jessica was. Yeah, was was. it romantic or personal? Because if I'm not, I'm not sure, but I can tell you that she's a shady girl when it comes to Sean. So, oh, I see. I, I watched part of something else that is probably coming later. Okay. And she just, she, I did not care for her very much from that mm-hmm. i don't really know how much of it had to do with sean i don't remember all right when it matters i'll put it into the storyline okay. but i tried not to keep like again all of it because then that would take me down the sean train and i wasn't trying to do that so then on november 24th felicia digs up all the flowers that ryan planted at the brownstone garden i'm pretty sure they'd be dead i would think so too november, november after a snowstorm mm-hmm. in new york yeah my flowers are typically dead well, she, okay. she needed to dig those suckers up. So Ryan makes it through another surgery, but is in critical condition again. Matt questions Simone if Ryan ever mentioned anything about his personal life. Scott tells Felicia there are no photos from Ryan's camera of him with her in the wedding dress. And she tells Mac that the only personal thing Ryan mentioned was that he had a fiance named Linda that was killed by a drunk driver. Felicia tells Sean about the time she spent with Todd in Texas and the night she saw him kill his wife. And then the Port Charles Gazette has some questions for Felicia. And Tom tells Felicia and Mac that Ryan may be a psychopath. Gee, did you think? And Ryan wakes up and he wants to talk to Felicia. And Mac wants Felicia to talk with, talk to Ryan while wearing a wire. Oh, that makes me think of the Brenda scene where they... Yeah. If it open, I'm like, that's not always a good idea. No. So then Felicia decides to wear the wire and goes and talks with Ryan. He claims that he loves her and that he forgives her for stabbing him. And he denies everything. Monica throws Felicia out of Ryan's room and Jessica takes Ryan's statement. Sean needs Mac and Felicia to get hard evidence to help Felicia. And Mac wants a search warrant for Ryan's apartment. Sean tells Mac that he was turned down for the search warrant and the judge feels that Ryan is actually the victim. Mm-hmm. Ryan tells Jessica he will not be testifying against Felicia at any trial. Sean gets his chance to question Ryan. After working so closely with him, Simone has a hard time believing that Ryan is a killer. Mac and Felicia search Ryan's apartment on their own. Garcia calls to tell Sean that a neighbor called and heard a noise coming from Ryan's apartment. Sean sends the squad car. So they're in that apartment, but they do not find the pictures of Felicia. Even the one behind the desk. Exactly. Mac and Felicia try to break into Ryan's locked room in his apartment, and Felicia finds the key. 
Mac and Felicia find nothing in the locked room except empty vials of what Felicia thinks Ryan was poisoning her with. Scott questions Ryan until Jessica breaks it up. Felicia recognizes the cowboy boots in Ryan's apartment. The PCPD... Oh, I wonder if they're from the same... No, they wouldn't have been from the same guy that Luke bought Laura's boots. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and the PCPD finds Mac and Felicia in the closet of Ryan's apartment and take them into custody. Jessica learns that Mac and Felicia were found snooping around in Ryan's apartment. And Sean learns that Mac and Felicia are in custody. Jessica gives Mac and Felicia a warning. Scott tells Mac and Felicia that they have nine days to prove that Ryan is a psychopath. Mac still needs a photo of Ryan. Ryan tells Bobby and Tony that he doesn't want Felicia to be prosecuted, but the DA is taking the choice out of his hands. Sean agrees to put a tail on Ryan when he is released from the hospital. Mac gets a photo, gets, gets his photo of Ryan, and Mac and Felicia bring the vials to Tony to analyze. Ryan demands to be released from General Hospital. Scott questions some fellow students at NYU where Ryan went to med school, and Scott learns more about the hit-and-run accident. Mac and Felicia are on their way to Texas to get an ID on Ryan as Todd, and Ryan urges Monica to release him from the hospital. Ryan is discharged, and Ryan finds that the film is gone and his pants he was wearing when he was admitted to General Hospital, but he later gets his hands on the film. It's like everything worked out for him all I know. the time. Mac calls Bobby and Tony about the film, but it's too late. Mac and Felicia's flight is delayed. Why wasn't Mac flying then? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Oh, I guess your flight still could be delayed even if you're flying. True. In. Yeah. True. Scratch that thought. Ryan develops his film and promptly destroys it. Ryan finds the picture he dropped in his apartment and destroys that as well. So then there's nothing. Darn it. So mad. Mac and Felicia finally get to Texas and Mac and Felicia, and they strike out finding anyone that can ID Ryan as Todd. On December 16th, Ryan is back working at GH. <laughs> and Mac has Tony confirmed that Ryan has vacation days that match the days that Mac thinks Ryan was following them in Texas. Mac and Felicia take a sauna together, which leaves Mac looking like he needs a cold shower. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sean breaks into Ryan's apartment to get a sample of the soil on Ryan's boots. Smart! Mm -hmm. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> to find out if it's from Texas or from New York. Right. Good thinking, Sean. And then Bobby finds Sean coming out of Ryan's apartment. Mac and Felicia are back in Port Charles with very little evidence on Ryan. I'm sorry, very little? They had I feel nothing. like they didn't get anything. Right. They had nothing. Mac wants to talk with the mechanic that serviced the plane that almost killed them. Mac and Felicia have to do some investigating at the airplane rental office where Ryan sabotaged their plane. Mac tosses Ryan out when he shows up at the Outback to talk to Felicia. Because remember, she was bartending there. Yep. Tony finds nothing on the vials and Mac, that Mac gave him, and Sean finds the soil on Ryan's boots is inconclusive. Mac tells Felicia that he is not giving up. I would seriously be so frustrated. Like, every time they think they have something. Nope. 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 Yep. It all just falls apart. Scott asks Felicia if she wants to strike a temporary insanity deal with Jessica. Felicia's jury is picked, and Jessica gives her opening statement in Felicia's trial. On December 21st, Orion. Orion? Orion. <laughs> Ryan arrives in court. Alan and Monica find AJ passed out in the car. Oh, that's the accident. Yes. Find that, AJ. And that's why I left it there. They had found AJ. And so that Monica could not make a statement during the trial because she was dealing with AJ. Yes. Or else I would not have. Oh, that, that wasn't in there. the accident. No. But that was. That was. They thought but he was. This is when to AJ was having. Yeah, at yeah. That moment, but. So court is adjourned for the day and the press is all over Felicia. Mac and Ryan get into it outside the courtroom. Mac wants Felicia to go to the cabin and research it. And at General Hospital, a Christmas party gets underway and Ryan shows up with presents for the kids and tries to give a gift to Maxie. I would want to punch him so bad. Oh. Stay away from my kid. The press bothers Felicia at her apartment at the Brownstone and Scott tells Mac and Felicia that they must go back to the cabin. Ryan plays a dedicated doctor role at GH and makes an appearance at Felicia's apartment. When Ryan confronts Ryan about going to Felicia's nope. apartment, when <laughs> you said Ryan confronts Ryan, when Sean confronts Ryan about going to Felicia's apartment, he denies it and says that he has been at GH all evening. On December 30th, Felicia and Maxie spend the night with Mac and Robin. Mac thinks there may be some ashes of the wedding dress in the fireplace where Felicia burnt it. 
Ryan fishes around Tom for information about Felicia, and at the cabin, Mac finds remnants of the wedding wedding dress at GH. Robin tells Ryan off while he is asking about Felicia, and Mac and Felicia find the wedding rings that Ryan had brought to the cabin. And then on December 31st, Mac and Felicia tell Scott about what they found at the cabin. Scott tells Sean that the police missed evidence at the cabin, and Mac assures Felicia that things will get better. Mac, and that's how we ended 1992. Mac just keeps reassuring, it'll be okay, it'll be okay, it'll be okay. He doesn't know that it's going to be okay, but that's what he keeps saying. But he's just trying to reassure her so that she's not completely... So here's the thing. So what you read was the Felicia flip. What I saw in the video was the Felicia firecracker because she was doing it on the 4th of July. So maybe she just changed the name for it. But it looked like cranberry and orange juice, but it was like a non-alcoholic. Oh, okay. But then at some point she mentioned vodka. So I'm completely confused by what it was, but it definitely had a cherry garnish. Huh. I was skimming the book real quick to see if, because sometimes they give different details that the uh, Mm -hmm. online stuff doesn't. And at one point, she wanted a daycare at the police station. And they're like, maybe not the best idea to have kids being cared for at a police station that has criminals going in and out of it, might be targeted for terrorism. That is definitely something to consider. Yeah. She was like, oh, that makes sense. And then there was the Pier 5 promenade opening. Yes. I don't remember when, I don't remember if that's in the future. These, I'm just giving you all my notes. You are all over the place, but that's okay. So is the playlist. Yeah, that is definitely true also. I don't know that we missed anything. I mean, they word it differently, but I don't know that we missed anything. I was just trying to see because mm-hmm. he pops back up later, like, because it goes on to next year, obviously. Right. And then eventually it stops, which is why we need a whole nother book. Um, Ryan Chamberlain convinces Felicia to join him at a mountain cabin. When her memory returns, when she's there, she panics. She'd seen Ryan as Todd kill a woman in Texas. She felt trapped because she was, because he locked her into it. She showed, he showed her the wedding dress and proposed instant marriage. She bolted from the cabin and Ryan went ballistic, tossing the dress in the fire. He lunged at her. Felicia picked up the knife. Mac, meanwhile, knew she was in trouble. Oh, this does acknowledge it. Mac, meanwhile, knew she was in trouble when she misses Maxie's birthday. Exactly. And then he opened the door to find Felicia standing over Ryan's body. There we go. This answers our question about Scott. Monica operated on Ryan and he survived. Recuperating at General Hospital, he told Police Commissioner Donnelly and the new Assistant District Attorney Holmes that Felicia had suddenly attacked him for no reason. She was charged with attempted murder. See you in court, Counselor Jessica sneered at Felicia's disbelieving attorney, Jessica's ex-lover, Scott. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, it was probably a romantic entanglement. Yes. To defend Felicia, Scott investigated Ryan's past in New York that we talked about. He stumbled upon incriminating Lucy news, which goes back to the deception and whatever stuff, which was like, oh, man, very exciting. But I didn't go there because whatever. Nobody believed Felicia when she announced that Ryan had broken into her apartment. Dr. Simone Hardy reported that he was asleep in his hospital bed when he was supposedly with Felicia. Ryan fooled all of them, but he wasn't fooled when Felicia confronted him at the hospital. She wore a wire that recorded Ryan endlessly forgiving her for having stabbed him for no good reason, and Felicia felt defeated. And then, yeah, goes into the next year, so it had pretty much all of it there. Yep, so next week we will talk about 1993, what happens at Felicia's trial. Yes. I can't believe they just, like, took his word for it, though. I know. But not hers on... I mean, I guess that might be difficult just because she had been having memory issues. She was having memory issues. She wasn't having issues dealing with what just happened right now. True. So, that okay. is true. That is true, yeah. If she says, I know She was having is... long-term, not... Short-term, short-term. right. Yeah. So, if she's, like, not believing that he was the guy from Texas, maybe. Sure. What's the dude from Texas doing in Port Charles? But this man literally just had me in a cabin and wouldn't let me escape. That's, that's I think she would remember that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Not confusing. No, I agree. So but, I mean, this is really interesting. I, it's just so great to see his his crazy, like already, where he's like, mm-hmm. I forgive you for stabbing me. What? Right. And it was it was really good to watch. He came on as a nice guy. Mm-hmm. He right. Was and that's, very likable. I was included very- like as 
as Felicia saying, he did this to me. He's at a birthday party making right. balloon animals. Like everyone else is like, he's a nice guy. But She's when you watch crazy. the first dozen videos would never have thought it was mm-hmm. not until you saw the ring and everything that you're like, Oh yeah. So yeah. I wonder what's going to happen. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of liking this. I'll have to try to watch more about. Yes. But it is. It's difficult to find. There, yeah, there's not that many videos. So, All right. So join us on Monday as we recap this week's shows and celebrate the 30th anniversary of Ryan. You say that so sadly. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. Ryan. Like, are we going to see more of him? Like, I wonder if they're really going to acknowledge the fact that it's been. He hasn't been on for 30 consistent years. No. That's the thing. He's died a few times. Yes. Yes, he has. He's died a few times and been locked up a few times. Yes. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see what they do. I know. So have a good weekend. And we'll meet with the peer. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's show, we invite you to go to peer54podcast.com to subscribe on your favorite platform. Don't forget to leave us a review. And you can also follow us on many social media channels. Just search for Peer 54 Podcast. Also, we are not perfect. So if there is something that we missed or messed up, just let us know by emailing us at peer54podcast at gmail.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.